0: This video was brought to you by Stolenberg, Abed Ruhr Planner, Mr. Green, Ken Power and Markus Biel. Yo, what's up? We are here from a little bit unusual location studio this time. So with me I have Hendrik Fisker from Fisker. Now it's called Fisker Inc., right? Correct. Yes. And uh Hendrik is the CEO of Fisker Inc. And today we're gonna have a little um, interview. With Henrik, so we do it in, in inside the Fisker Ocean. <laughs> Why not? Uh, so, right, we're just gonna dive into it. I have prepared some questions that I think my audience want to ask you, and I'm also curious about it. So, first of all, the Fisker Ocean uh, is it uh, a pure EV platform?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was started from a pure EV from ground up, and in fact, as we start working on this platform, we started with Magna Steyr, and we wanted to make sure it had enough volume for this size of vehicle to really give us a long range. Secondly, um, I think that the entire interior uh, has a lot of space feel because it is a pure EV platform. So we took full advantage of that. So it started as a pure EV platform and it's all aluminum platform.
0: Oh, okay, okay. I I might come back to that one also since you mentioned aluminum. Um, So this platform, is it uh, like a generic platform you might use in future EVs? I wouldn't call it generic because we did so much development on this platform that made it very
1: unique. So it's actually a Fisker IP, it's Fisker's platform. Would we share it with somebody? Maybe, you know, anything is possible. I think you're gonna see a lot more sharing platforms between car
0: companies in the future as we go EV. Oh, okay, but I meant within Fisker. So you might make a new model that uses the same platform.
1: Absolutely, we are already sharing parts of this platform uh, with
0: future models. Oh, okay. All right, moving on. um, I have to quickly go through all these questions. We have so many questions here. So um, next thing I I noticed was that um, the pricing on this car. So there is this front-wheel-drive version, and in Norway, it will start at 372k, uh, and then the all-wheel-drive version is 625k. Mm. Those are really competitive prices. How can you make it so affordable?
1: Well, you know, one of the things that we decided was to create a very effective and efficient organization where we don't add all this extra cost to a car. So I think right now, the traditional car industry is not very efficient and they've been okay with that for a long time because everybody was the same now we come out and we say you know what we're going to turn everything upside down why does there have to be such a big price difference from where a car comes out the factory to it ends up in customer's hand of course you've got dealer margins you've got thousands of, of uh, kronas put on top of each car because you have to pay for a whole bunch of people and buildings and offices that maybe are not contributing So we are super acid light and our idea was let's see how we can get the price down and be more efficient. Secondly, we also went out and actually uh, planned for very high volume of our vehicles and therefore got lower pricing for some of our components. And finally, because we have a shorter development time, if you think about technology, every year technology falls in price. So if we can can actually select our technology later, we get a much lower price. So most of our technology in our vehicle was selected last year, and therefore has a lower price than if you selected your technology in 2019. And the truth is, if you buy a car this year, most likely your technology is three three years or more
0: old, whereas in ours it was selected last year. Mm, Okay, cool, cool um now i have some questions about performance so um we have the, the ocean extreme and the uh, the ocean one it can do zero to 100 kilometers per hour in 3.9 seconds that is very impressive numbers uh with 550 horsepower uh, and then i compare it recently i tested the bmw ix uh, the x 50 and it has slightly less horsepower uh, 523 horsepower but it will do it in 4.5 seconds so a lot slower than the fiske Fisker, uh, and also when it comes to the weight, uh, the, the IX is kind of heavy, um, and then also compared to the new ES8, again uh, similar um, similar horsepower numbers, but uh, still not as fast as the Fisker. So, how can you actually make it so fast?
1: Well, you know, acceleration has to do with weight, uh, so I think with the aluminum platform, we have a pretty good weight in, in our in our uh, vehicle in terms of um, the size. Secondly, um, it is a very advanced powertrain uh, where uh, it's very efficient. Uh, the traction, uh, we have very good traction. In our vehicle we offer two different type of tires, so you can actually have a 20-inch tires for very low rolling resistance and very long range, and then you can offer you can have a high-performance tire, 22-inch with super grip for high performance. Um, so there's many things that actually has to do with. Uh, acceleration. Uh, Not only just one thing uh, but I would say that uh, we are pretty proud of our acceleration numbers. Uh, It's something that maybe 10 years ago a Ferrari would have a hard time to get to (laughs) so it's pretty exciting.
0: Yeah because you know this this kind of acceleration number actually you have to match the BMW iX the the, the M60. That one will do it in roughly this time Mm. so it must mean that maybe the horsepower uh, number, it, you have a flat power curve then. It okay. has a
1: very good power curve in this. In this uh, it is the latest technology that we are putting into this vehicle. It's one of the areas we want to really be competitive in. And it
0: looks like we are. Yeah, wow. And uh, does it have a launch control?
1: It does, it has built-in, it also has a built-in booster, so there's a lot of stuff we haven't really announced yet, but there's a lot of unique technology in this vehicle that is pretty exciting, actually. And of course, we also have uh, torque vectoring. Oh. Uh, so torque vectoring means that basically a computer controls each wheel. That helps both with acceleration as well as cornering, and specifically also driving in snow, because it actually means when, when, the, when the computer feels any of the wheels needs more traction, it can adjust it. And I actually tried it out on uh, a course where you drive in circle and going up to, let's say 70 kilometers an hour without torque vectoring, the car starts sliding out. You add torque vectoring or you add it on and you do the same and you pass 70 kilometers an hour and you feel like you're breaking the laws of physics. And that's because of this advanced torque vectoring system, and that also uh, improves acceleration, obviously.
0: But do you actually use torque vectoring via the differential? Because you don't have multiple, you have motors. So, there's two motors, and each wheel is uh, basically
1: adjusted to the torque vectoring. So we're not saying yet how it's done, <laughs> okay. but we will tell something about it when we
0: launch the vehicle. Okay, I can't wait to try it. <laughs> okay, and also, you know, there's a, the, the Ocean Sport front-wheel drive version will have 275 horsepower. So I was thinking, well, in my head, if you have that much power in the front wheel, you will get torque steer. Mm. Right?
1: No. I think it's a very, no, it's a very uh, 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 very efficient and sophisticated powertrain. And it actually we have driven it and it's, it's really good. And also, I think again, we chose front wheel drive here for snowy conditions. Uh, we think it was better. Obviously, uh, I think when you choose a sport version, you know, you're not necessarily looking for driving this car like a sports car. Uh, and you think about efficiency, range, pricing. So I think for the price, uh, you know, of 372,000 kroners, 275 horsepower, uh, 440 kilometer range, it's very
0: competitive. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned uh, efficiency, by the way. Yeah. So. Uh, the, uh, w- can you tell me what kind of motors they use? Is it like a permanent magnet motor or is it induction motor? It's or? permanent
1: magnet motor. Permanent. Yeah.
0: But uh, I read in the press uh, release that you can, uh, if you have 4 wheel drive, mm. you can decouple the rear motor. Correct. How? Is it with the clutch? This or? is
1: a very unique clutch. Yeah. And that makes it a lot more efficient, so you don't have the drag of the other motor. Oh, yeah. so you actually so
0: you have two PM motors. Um, okay. Yeah interesting <laughs> um, and then also the uh, the there is this version of ocean ultra and it's also an drive. it's a little bit slower hmm. uh, is it based on the same motor and battery than the as the
1: it's based on the same motor and battery but you have to always think about the faster you make a vehicle the more tear and wear you're gonna have on a vehicle so in the end of the day you have to say um, if you offer warranty on a vehicle for example Um, you know, you allow up to a certain tear tear and wear, and I think we've already seen that in gasoline engines as well, whereas if you put up the boost on a turbocharger on a gasoline engine, it won't last as long. So eventually, you you can only do so much with a motor where you say if you do more than that, it's going to start deteriorating uh, uh, the tear and wear. So moving even from the Ultra to the Extreme, you know, there is a little bit of extra power in the Extreme, but it's done with some booster and some other effective things that we're doing. If you want to pay that extra price, you can get it. Uh, but I think the Ultra already gives you also a lot of performance in, you know, 4.2 seconds from 0 to six, uh, from zero to 100 kilometers an hour. Yeah,
0: it's still faster than the other cars I mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, And then... Um uh, also, when you mention efficiency, mm. I want to know, uh, what is the drag coefficient? So, you know, we decided
1: early on that drag coefficient was not going to be one of the key attributes. And two reasons. One, I didn't want to do another fastback like the Tesla Model Y and Ford Mackey E and all these cars. I really wanted to do an SUV design and it inherently is not as good, aerodynamics, but it's more utility and I think it looks better. Um, So we did work a lot on aerodynamics, and I think for an SUV, it probably has one of the best aerodynamics. We have a lot of details. For example, you'll see on the rear uh, C-pillars, you can actually see some flaps for aerodynamics. You will see on the lower area of the car, there's some unique spoilers and some wind release fins, etc. We have done some unique things on the flat floor uh, with aerodynamics as well. But one thing you must remember is that for daily driving, specifically if a lot of your driving is in the city, aerodynamics have very little influence on your range. So if you have a super aerodynamic car with a certain range, if you do a lot of city driving, you'll not get that range. But if you have a vehicle where it's more about efficiency and a large battery, you'll get a lot more longer range because you're not depending
0: only on aerodynamics and yeah. yeah, then actually weight is more efficient and then weight is important as well correct again I can't wait to weigh this car mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, now I will switch over to another very in, in uh, interesting topic in my audience. And this is HWAC. So um, uh, Does this will this, this car have a heat pump? Yes. All right stand
1: on all the on the, all the models Okay, and Great. a
0: very efficient very good one. Oh, so is it like you know, like Volkswagen? Uh, they always say it's gonna work in minus thirty degrees. Well, don't forget
1: our vehicle is right now going through testing actually in Sweden. Oh, uh, but also it's built in uh, Austria, which is also known for skiing resorts, etc. So, I think this was a very important thing for us to have a very very efficient heat pump. Okay, uh, does it also
0: have a PTC heater in addition then?
1: That I cannot answer right now because we haven't given a lot of information about the battery pack and the battery system so uh we won't really um mention that yet we'll we'll let you know more for competitive (laughs) reason a little later
0: okay i will ask you questions and then you will answer if you feel like it um does it have a separate battery heater i will have to answer that later okay um, okay, I can also say, uh, will it preheat the battery before fast charging, to precondition the battery? for?
1: So, the- those are all elements that we are going to announce a little later, to, as we start uh, deliveries in November. Okay, all right.
0: Those are important things for Norwegians. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then, uh, does it have any heat scavenging uh, for transferring heat from the motor? We do, yeah, yeah. So, we use that. Okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. well, I have also detailed questions. Uh, can, it, can the motor heat up the battery? Can the motor heat up the better? Yeah, in that mode. So
1: we, again, all these details, I, I want to refrain a little bit from because <laughs> okay. we're doing the final fine-tuning and we haven't announced it on, on our website or anywhere else. So we'll announce a little bit more about that as we get close to deliveries. All
0: right. Okay. So I guess I'll skip the rest of it, but I had lots of questions <laughs> about that one. But um, also uh, there was, as I mentioned, there was a different driving modes and one mm. of the driving modes was called hyper uh, driving mode. Mm. Does that do any extra cooling for truck driving or heating up for? for, let's say, acceleration launch?
1: So, I don't really believe too much in having to have to heat a car for 10 minutes before you can accelerate (laughs) in it. You know, we're not making a race car for the track, we're making a a car for everyday use, and if I get to a stoplight and there's an annoying guy next to me (laughs) in a sports car, I just want to go zoom and pass him and that's it, maybe once in a while. Um, So if you have to sit and wait 10 minutes to get heated the battery, then he's gone by then. So all our acceleration and everything
0: else is really based on normal driving. Okay, all right. Um, And then the next topic is about the digital radar. So uh, what are the advantages? This car has supposedly digital radar Mm -hmm. compared to analog radar in other cars. What are the, the advantages? So the
1: advantage of diesel radars, which we have five of in the vehicle, one in center and then one in each corner, The advantage of digital radar versus analog radar is that it actually can see the height of an object. So normal radars more or less only measure the depth and not the height. And so it's more detailed, which means it can see if it's a dog running over the street or it's a child. And it can see if it's a person walking or it's a person on a bicycle. So it can do a little more uh, dissecting the images and therefore it's much safer. Secondly, uh, it sees better when it's dark and when it's uh, going, let's say, go through a tunnel. Uh, so there is just some advantages with a digital radar that actually ultimately, in my view and in, in our view, allows our system to be more safe and more reliable.
0: Oh, interesting, you mentioned in the dark because uh, I almost hit the moose recently. <laughs> Could have been dead. Wow, so That's, si-
1: and that can happen in Norway, I guess.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So mm. can the system potentially uh, detect a moose? I, so, our system is, like I said, very capable and it should be able to detect the moose. Okay, but yeah. traditionally, uh, if you want to have it in an Audi, you have to get night vision thermal camera to mm-hmm. detect moose. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- we, so we're the first one with a digital camera. We are going through all the testing right now
1: with it, uh, sorry, digital radar. And the reason we're the first again is because we were able to pick this technology last year. So, it will come into other luxury vehicles later.
0: But Ah. we're the first ones to have it. Yeah, you mentioned you picked uh, the newest technology. Wow. Uh, And then does it have any disadvantage in going digital? As far as I know, it doesn't have any disadvantages. Okay. And then uh, also very important for Norwegians, uh, will it, uh, can it be blocked by ice and snow? So it should also function better in ice and snow. Really? Better? Yeah, Yeah. than a normal radar. Is it any reason for?
1: You know, again, it's the way it, it dissects the images and what it sees. And we have a video uh that we have prepared for that and we'll go into some more details as we launch the system but will it still be heated then for winter we'll have we'll show you all the details of the whole system
0: all right okay yes um all right so now we have a little bit of uh, various questions um will it come with roof rack yeah, you can order roof rack. Okay, do you know how many kilos you can hold? I don't have that in my head okay. right now. <laughs> yeah. And then, all right, power share. This car has something called power share, which is that you can also take power out, like like a Hyundai Ionic 5. And, and then, you can, well, it has this power sharing uh, to between cars. Is it then done via type 2 or is it household plug?
1: You No, so basically, we have a plug already in the vehicle for that. So for a home, you can charge your home if you have a power-out. Or, let's say you have two electric cars, two Fiskers, and maybe it's your partner that didn't have enough charge and can't get home, you can go over, charge that person's car so they can get back
0: home. But is it done, what kind of plug is it then?
1: It's, we have the plug, we have a plug which fits in the, it, Standard plugs. Is it Type 2 or is it, a, it's, a Shuku? it uh, no? It's it's the it's the standard plug that you have. Okay, in so the car. Oh, so it's household plug then. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, the plug has to fit in. If it's from car to car, it's the car to car
0: plug. But then you you need a different uh, because it's different gender. You have the male plug in one end. So exactly. You actually need a special. There's cable. a special
1: cable with
0: with the special plugs. Yeah. Whoa, and then that means that actually, if you plug into another. Another vehicle. That another vehicle, you can help them charge. And then this car will actually act as a charging station. That's right. Wow, yeah. that is the first car ever to do it. That's right. As far as I know. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, okay, so the stereo system here. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're from, uh, Henrik, you're from Denmark. <laughs> so Denmark <laughs> is known for Bango Ulufsen and uh, Dün Audio. Is it any of those brands? No,
1: but you know, Bang & Olufsen, as far as I know, in the automotive is not owned anymore by anybody in Denmark. They sold it to uh, uh, Panasonic, I believe, so we are using a division of Panasonic. And uh, we are creating, of course, for the top vehicle, we got a lot of uh, audio files in, in Fisker, and I also love a great stereo. So in the top version of Fisker, we will have an amazing, specially made stereo. In fact, we have designed specifically up behind in the, in the instrument panel room for some super big loudspeakers and woofers. So I think it'll have quite an amazing stereo. We, we think it might be one of the best in the world when in the top version.
0: What it comes from Denmark, it has to be good, right?
1: (laughs) Well, this doesn't come from, I would say Panasonic,
0: I think it's not really Danish. (laughs) But but you're Danish, so that's... uh, (laughs) Okay, Um, all right, Um, I think we're almost done now. So um, I want to ask you, will there be a six or seven-seater version? So six-seater, I don't really know how that would work.
1: Yeah. I would assume six-seater means there's two plus two, which doesn't make a lot of sense for me. So this, obviously, is a five-seater. We, do, we have package-protected this vehicle to add another third-row seat, which means it will be a seven-seater. But bear in mind, the size of this vehicle, like a Tesla Model Y, you're not looking at a full-size vehicle with seven adults. So there's not gonna be two adults in the very back. It'll be children. Uh, so we're looking at
0: introducing that at a later point in time. Hmm. All right. Um... And Okay, so we're almost done now. Uh, Lots of questions. Um, So I think what I'm going to mention is that, you know, today we have lots of uh, electric SUVs crossovers already on the market. Mm. So what makes the the Fisker Ocean different from the other ones?
1: Well, you know, when we made the Fisker Ocean, I said we have to have at least three or four features that makes it different that nobody else has first we want to have the longest range of any vehicle in our price class that is an SUV or a crossover so the 630 kilometers I think is the longest. then I said we need to have some features that nobody else have solar roof was one so nobody has a solar roof two we have the rotating screen so it's upright when you drive and if you want to watch a movie while you're charging or play games it can turn around three we have torque vectoring in our segment. I think that's pretty amazing. Uh, it totally changes the way the vehicle drives and performs. We have the bi-directional charging, that's number four. And number five, we have an interior, I think it's one of the most recyclable interiors with recyclable materials, it's all vegan. And I think you know that's sort of that next step against being sustainable, where the world is going. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. So that, those are all elements which definitely sets it apart. And I'm not even talking about things that are a little bit more subjective like design because that's something that somebody might like this car somebody might not so I won't really count that in as unique even though I think it is Um, but I think we have a lot of hardware features and software features and there's even a few features we haven't even talked about yet one of the things I'm very proud about the screen you can see here is when the screen turns we have a floating button island where basically uh, you know, the, the button stays and you, can see, a bit and you can see here how it turns And but the button stays in the same position and ergonomically you have your arm on the armrest and you reach the buttons very easy and for me I love to drive and I think it's important to have some buttons that you actually tactile can feel so you don't have to look at a screen because if you just want to quickly change your heating I don't want to have to look at the screen I want to just feel it do it while I drive
0: Actually, I like that way, you think, because <laughs> I have tried so many cars where it's clumsy to use the system. And just like you mentioned the whole, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I need to mention that uh, the BYD Tang already has the rotating screen.
1: That's right. But, you know, this is a, first of all, you put a, a patent on this one mm-hmm. and you have to look at the size of this. You know, this is 17.1 inch uh, yeah. screen. And to make it with this larger screen, you actually need A connection to the electric steering column because as you can see it actually is right next to the steering wheel so this moves in in a correct position Uh, so that's something we had to work a long time on also on the safety aspect we had to do a lot of safety testing on this vehicle and I don't know if the vehicle you mentioned is not sold in Europe or US as far as I know oh it's sold in Norway or maybe it's sold in Norway okay but in US we have very strict strict uh, head impact rules so you have to fulfill some strong rules there but again, I think the size of the screen is, is pretty unique. Hmm. 17.1 inch screen.
0: Yeah, because I, want, I wanted to mention that um, and also uh, the Hyundai Ionic 5 or, already has a solar roof and they have the two way uh, thing. Where you, well, it's, they call it vehicle to load. I don't think that solar roof, by the way, uh, charges the uh, high voltage battery. Ours does. Oh, I think it actually does, but it's kind of slow. <laughs> yeah. But what my point is that you have some features in some car this car seems to have all those features in the same car. That's, oh, that's different.
1: That's different. Yeah. Uh, you know, and again, it's also about, if you make a feature, I think, strong enough that it makes a difference. You know, 17.1-inch screen, our solar roof can give you over 3,000 kilometers a year in ideal conditions. So I wanted to make sure that this was something that really had a serious function.
0: Hmm. Yeah, hmm. well, um, sounds super interesting. Actually, uh, just sitting in here, I feel like I want to touch everything and take it for a spin, but okay, it's not possible. Very soon. (laughs) Very soon, very soon. So, uh, uh, okay, um, I think uh, we just have to end now. I could speak even longer with Henrik, but uh, I, I will also, towards the end, show you some of the questions that I would ask, but again, we won't get the answer anyway. I think one last thing I might ask you, so you mentioned that 630 kilometers. When I heard it, I read about it, I was like, is that even possible? You, you you, really claim you can go 730 kilometers. 630. kilometers. Oh, 600, yeah, 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 That is the longest range in any class. Well, I mean, well in, in this no, uh,
1: in this class. Yeah, I mean, obviously so. you've got some bigger cars, but you have to remember that it's also about how you actually, the architecture of the vehicle is and how much volume you can get in the battery. Because it's, like I said, it's not only about efficiency and aerodynamic, eventually need a bigger battery. So we are able to put quite a large battery in our top model. And that has to do with how the floor architecture is designed. So it's not a typical rectangle, it has a little different shape, uh, which makes it more efficient. And we also have a very energy-dense battery pack, which I think might be leading right now in the world. So it's a combination of several
0: things. All right. Yeah. So um, I think we just have to wait for the final final, uh, numbers. But uh, yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah I have absolutely. to say, it sounds interesting. Good but, to talk so, to you. Yeah, and nice to talk to you also. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I think that's going to be it for now. Um, hope you guys enjoyed this video. As always, thank you for watching and talk to you later. Take care.